Welcome to All the Ways to Be a Woman, a podcast celebrating women and all the ways we navigate and do life today through conversations with real women who inspire us. Today, we're talking with Tanya Bergstrom, an energetic yoga instructor turned medical device sales gal. She's also a wife and a mom to three beautiful children. And I actually have had the pleasure of knowing you for quite some time. And I can honestly say you are one of the kindest and warmest people I know. And we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. (laughs) I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so excited to have you here, and I'm actually really excited because I've never met you before and have just heard Amy rave about your career, you as a person, you're a mom of three, as you mentioned. So, you know, for me and our listeners, why don't you give us sort of the elevator pitch on Tanya and who you are? (laughs) I like that, the elevator pitch. What do you want to share? Yeah. Um, So, yes, like you both alluded to, um, mom of three. Uh, I work for a medical device company and then also um, teaching yoga. Well, I managed a yoga studio for three years and then transitioned, which I can go into in more depth as we speak. But yeah, I managed a yoga studio and then also was teaching. So I've been teaching for um, eight years at this point, which I love doing. (laughs) Um, But it was really important to me to be able to try to keep teaching, which is a hobby and a passion of mine, but then also try to um, get into the realm of medical device. So yeah, it's just busy. Life is busy. And then um, my husband's great and met him the day I moved to this city. And oh uh, that's a whole other story in itself, which is a It's a good one. Fun it's so story. cute. It's yeah. so cute. He like yeah. totally fumbled over his words trying to ask her out on a date. Yeah, like exactly. something about like a whole meal of food. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amy knows. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, it's, yeah, it's a cute story. And he's he's been great, especially with all of our kids. And I'm sort of like the the breadwinner, I guess. I mean, he would even say that, like, oh, you're the breadwinner. You have you're to go, totally the breadwinner. go out and make us some money and be the sugar mama. And then I'll be like, he says he has to be the stay at home dad with washboard abs. And so, <laughs> so he doesn't work out. He And he works. So I don't know what he's talking about. But um, yeah, that's, that's basically it in a nutshell. So I want to go back to, you already kind of talked about it a little bit, but this career shift that you made, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty big, at least from where I'm standing, like that's a pretty big shift to go from yeah. uh, your yoga instructor and you were managing mm-hmm. your studio. Yes. Um, and then you decided to go into medical device sales. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just curious to know a little bit more about that decision. Like, was there a catalyst for yeah. making that decision? What were kind of some of the things you thought through as you decided yeah that you were going to make that career shift? Mm-hmm, definitely. And it's a good question. Um, and I think it's it's a little isolated to uh, my specific scenario, mm-hmm. but um, it could happen to a lot of people because a lot of it is in jobs who you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened to myself. So uh, I had really no... Um, no med device sales prior to this job opening coming up. And I really, that wasn't on my radar at all. I really did love managing a studio and I love talking. And um, once, once we started having children, so when I became a manager, we had one child. And that was, I would bring him to the studio and it was fun. And, and then we had more children and it was sort of like, oh, well, 
I'm not really making money off namastes and like hugs. <laughs> so everything's getting a little more expensive, especially living in this city and inflation and just everything yeah. just gets pricier. So mm -hmm. um, there was an opportunity that uh, came up where um, my husband's good friend worked for the company I now work for. And he said, you know, this is available do you have any desire to to do this and i said well yeah explain it to me and we'll go from there now i was nine months pregnant when oh, i forgot when that. i interviewed <laughs> yeah so the whole onboarding process was really wild so um i was nine months pregnant with uh our second and i said well this is Terrible timing, but yeah, I don't know when this opportunity is going to come up again. So he put in a good word, which is sort of that who you know, and mm -hmm. referred me. A lot of the medical device companies are, and a lot of regular jobs are going to hire for internal or internal referrals before they um, maybe take someone else. Mm -hmm. So I got the opportunity to re meet with um, his regional manager, which is now my regional manager, and he said, I've never interviewed somebody pregnant before. And I said, well, <laughs> I've never interviewed pregnant. So, so we're in this yeah, together. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're there. And so um, it was a great conversation. We talked for like an hour and a half, two hours, and we didn't even get into any interview questions. Anyways, it went well, but he said, you know, elephant in the room is that you're pregnant and we just need to make sure you have a good delivery and that you're safe and your family is good. So um, our daughter came two weeks early and I told my husband in the hospital, get me my laptop. And so he's like, why do you watch your laptop? He said, just get me my laptop. I need to, you know, email this regional manager. So I emailed him in the hospital oh, saying, gosh. hey, you know, I had my baby. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Just let me know my next steps. And he emailed me the next day and he said, hey, I talked to your friend and he said you're still in the hospital and that's pretty crazy, <laughs> but I like it. Let's move forward. And so, yeah, then the next two weeks I had a newborn and I was flying across country and doing these interviews and doing all these um, really in-depth uh, interviews and the company I work for has a very thorough vetting process and so it was just really wild, just being like lack of sleep, trying to breastfeed, do all these things. And then, and then I was hired. So long story short, obviously I was hired. And then um, the first six months were just being in the OR, trying to learn everything brand new with lack of sleep. So yeah. I don't- And mom brain. I mean like it's a mom thing. Mom brain it's is a thing. real. It's like you're so yes. tired. You're like, I just think your brain is working like <laughs> double shift because uh -huh. you're constantly- thinking about your job and your work and all the things that you have to do at home, but then yeah. you're also thinking about this human that you yes. just created. Yeah. And so <laughs> and it's super just like forget on overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> super forgetful. Yes. And we look back at it now and we think, how did we as a family and as a whole and individually get through that process? And it really was just day by day, just ingest and take in what I could get the sleep, try and just make it through little by little. And there were some days where it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could keep going doing this. I'm so tired. And then, you know, I'd wake up the next day and you would just have that like internal drive to, to keep going. So, um, yeah, that was basically the transition <laughs> to go back to the beginning. Yes. That was the transition. And I've been with, um, the company, 
a little over four years now, but I also did keep teaching. So I stepped down from managing, but I kept teaching the whole time too. So how? I'm I, so confused. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I would teach like early morning weekend classes, or because I just loved it so much, and I had so many instructors that I trained individually that um, I just had ties to, and I just the community was great. And so yeah, yeah. there's such a culture and community yeah. around it that like yeah. I can see how. Once you're in it, it would be hard to let that go. Exactly. So that's yeah. great that you found a way to make it work. Yeah. It, or I do like um, if I knew I didn't have surgeries and on a Friday until nine or something, I would do a six a.m. Uh, I would teach a six a.m. class on a Friday morning, and then that w- I would just be up earlier to start my whole day. But then, you know, I'd be exhausted, exhausted by like five p.m. So it was just sort of pick and choose the battle and so I would take breaks I would you know take a sabbatical and then come back and you know off and on but wow (laughs) (laughs) so basically I know why we invited you on this podcast but then now I'm just like oh dang we could have like a whole series on how to do life like Tanya it's just Um, sacrificing sleep I guess in terms of just okay well you get up and go teach for sleep until 8.30 or 9 on the weekend, but yeah. Oh my goodness. I saw this meme recently that was essentially that, and Amy knows I'm not a <laughs> super prompt person, um, go figure. Uh, and I'm also, I, I'm not a morning person. I just, I can't do it. I can't yeah. get up. And there was this meme that was essentially saying like, yes, some people have, you know, overwhelming lifestyles or mental illness, or there's obviously people that have things going on that they can't get everything done. Right. But for the rest of us, <laughs> it was basically like, you're lazy, get off your butt, wake up earlier, and just do it. It started, it was one of those, like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but yeah. I was like, oh, this is like directed at me. I love those ones. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this today, and then it has yeah. stuff at the bottom, and yeah, most of the time it's like, oh, I, I needed to hear that. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's why caffeine. Caffeine's everywhere oh. on every block here, and so you wake yeah. up and just get the caffeine and keep on going. And it's truly amazing and I think a testament to just who you are probably as a person and like Thank a personality um, which is kind of sales I feel like you have to have a certain personality and a right. certain drive it, to me I always think of like a bunch of white dudes in suits at like <laughs> yeah. conferences winning trophies right yes <laughs> um, yeah. so kind of how do you deal with that and maybe that's a generalization I, I you know I don't mean to generalize obviously there's women in the industry who are clearly doing a phenomenal job, but from a sales perspective as an industry, like how do you make that work? Do you find that, is it hard to be a working mom also trying to stay ahead of, you know, everyone else? It's a competitive field. So how do you do it? Yeah. There's, so there's, um, a few things that come to mind when you, when you ask that. And the first year I got hired there, my team won region of the year, which is a huge deal within the medical device realm. And I, I mean, I was there six months, so I wouldn't say I had anything to do with that, but my team um, won region of the year. And so all of us were on stage and it was just like this massive room and they pulled out all the stops and I'd say... 87% and that might even be modest of the room is sort of a stereotypical like big white man that played some sort of college sport and I mean there is a reason for the college sport because they actually um, test off that when you get hired Um, your resume is actually kind of geared towards collegiate sports because they find that um, 
those people seem to be a little more driven than other people hmm. to compete or to just get things done, sure. which I've really found fascinating when I was mm -hmm. um, updating my resume to put like swim coach, you know, like national champion of blah, blah, blah. So um, it was really interesting. So yes, I will say a lot of it was for myself like, oh, nice to meet you. What sport did you play? And they were like these big husky white guys yeah so yeah, sure. um so and but i didn't find that intimidating because everyone was so nice mm. everyone's still very personable and within the company they hire people that all like to talk so <laughs> it's it's not really uh it wasn't like a standoff uh experience or anything but um i did notice right away that i was one of maybe 15 maybe 20 women in our entire division. So there's, I think, 13 divisions within our company. So within my division, there were that few women. And when I got hired, there were no female regional managers. Wow. Okay. So there's, um, let's say, 12 to 15 regional managers around the whole nation. And there were none. Wow. But now, four years later, there are four. So That's great. Yeah, progress. progress. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 come along a, 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 a little bit. I feel like I think it's progress. Yeah, it's progress. Yeah. Um, I will say I spoke to another uh, colleague of mine that's been there a, a pretty long time, and um, my regional manager said, "Reach out to her. Um, she's she has a lot of knowledge, et cetera, et cetera." And I said, "Oh, my my regional manager told me that you had your twins." And then you were just ready to go back to work and you just jumped right back in. That's amazing, like good for you. And she said, no, that was seven years ago and I had no other choice because there was no maternity leave in place. Oh, wow. And Interesting way to spin it. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh. oh that's so that wasn't okay. like a life choice that you made. You, it was just like out of necessity. Exactly. So I found that really also fascinating that a $13 billion company didn't have a maternity leave in place. And, and speaking with my regional, he said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Maybe they didn't get the, with the times soon enough or, or whatever, but they might just not have needed the necessity within the sales force because there weren't really any women at that time. And I said, yeah, but even if they had won, then you'd still need something in place. Um. Well, I didn't hear any, so you may not have any. You're you're so positive about your experience, oh, but yeah. I'm just curious if there have if you feel like there have actually been any challenges in this, yeah. you know, work environment that you just described. You even spoke to a woman who had twins who did help right. you understand that her situation was maybe a little bit different than it seemed from the outside. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that you you started there right after you had your second, but you also had a third. So was there yeah. any like did you have any nerves about? going into that I did yeah. I did um, I just didn't know with my previous job an employer uh, they did a great job for me for, with our with our first child and so I felt like okay well um, well and I guess I was on leave with them still with my second so they did a great job and kind of just held my hand through the whole thing and I didn't have to really do anything and they submitted all the documents for me so I was really nervous that I would have to just kind of 
scratch at all of the documents and try and figure things out, nobody would really be helpful. But um, I was actually pleasantly surprised that they really had their act together. But my regional had never had anybody that um, that was uh, that was pregnant that was going on maternity leave. So for him, he learned a lot during the process just to sort of figure out how his um, territory would go and how it would spin. And I will say that... Um, my actual maternity leave and the process and the documents went really, really well. And um, in terms of trying to find somebody to fill my role during that time frame, I think that's where the hiccup was. And there just wasn't really many people to go off of. Like, did they hire and bring on another rep from a different territory? Or did they just let my team kind of do it on their own? Or what was the process? Like nobody really knew what they would do. So they wound up bringing somebody in that was kind of a hybrid, um, hybrid of a company we acquired. So um, that person wasn't completely uh, trained up yet. So they were sort of just a body to be in there, but not necessarily be the a clinical specialist within the OR. And um, I'd say it went fine, but I'd say in terms of our brand and how we want to be able to uh, cover our clients and our customers. It could have gone better if we had somebody, like something in place where it's a group of people that already are specialists and they transition right into the role and then right out of it after the maternity leave, which I think they've been trying to work on. But that was the main challenge to kind of get back in it mm -hmm. and not fix, but work to maintain again the relationships and build those again of like I'm back it's fine everything's good yeah. so yeah 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 it's a hard role to step out of just temporarily yeah with yeah. any job I'm sure too mm -hmm. yeah you 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 leave out of it and somebody else fills it in as an interim it's like yeah. don't burn it down <laughs> and most of the time it's totally fine it's just yeah. us uh you know wanting to keep a hold of it so did I answer that question? I don't know if I did. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> I mean, I feel like for better or worse, this could be turning into like a medical sales sales pitch for folks out there who want to yeah. <laughs> get themselves into the medical sales field. Yeah. Um, but are there any challenges to kind of what you do? I mean, I think our hope for this podcast is to be a guide for right. people on kind of all aspects of yeah womanhood, motherhood, you know, individualism, all that, all that type of stuff. Um, but while we're on the topic, it's, it's to me fascinating to find out what people do for a living and like how yeah. they spend their time. So in particular for medical sales, you know, are there, yeah. what's your sales pitch for seeking that out as a career or in sales yeah. in general? Are there favorite parts that you have? Maybe mm -hmm. like, it doesn't, like Amy's saying, it sounds like you actually just really do love your job. And that <laughs> I it's do. Working really I know. Well I'm for trying you, to think of a lot of different... They were like, give uh, us the challenges. What's been uh, hard? I, I and know. you're like, it's amazing. I love everyone. <laughs> I do have a challenge, which um, I'm glad you sort of uh, segued into, into that portion of just... Um, I know I've been talking more specifically about wor uh, work, but I'd say my first two years the words work-life balance came out of my mouth at least once a day. And, um, I, and maybe I kind of harped or focused a little bit on, too much on that during that time frame. Like, what, when is the work-life balance going to come? Yeah, and, you know, it, it doesn't. Two, right? Yeah, two at the time. <laughs> but it didn't, um, it never came. It just sort of like, you can't just 
you know, say it and it manifests. It's you putting in the work and, and your own family as well or wh however that might be or even if you just have a dog. Like, if you're in the hospital for a 10-hour case, like, who's going to go in and take care of your dog or do you, you hire a dog walker? Or what do you do? That's kind of the plan you have to have in place getting into it if that's, you know, if this is something you want to get into or with any job that just has long hours. But um, ours is kind of... Um, subjective because you have trauma involved so you could get called to go back in in the evening or uh, in the middle of the day where you maybe think you have sort of a um, not a day off but you know work from home answer some emails type type deal but um, I say the challenges were like work-life balance where okay who's gonna pick up this one from school or even what are we having for dinner or okay wait I have to go back in just kidding we're not going to the park um, and then I'd say for me, I was just been really blessed that my husband works where we live and so he can watch the kids and he's really flexible and he's can be off earlier and he loves being with our kids and, um, he's just like tickles them all the time and he's like the fun one when I'm like... <laughs> you know, eat your food and go brush your teeth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd say having that dynamic has helped a ton. I really don't think I would have been able to do it had I not had a partner that was able to maneuver and ebb and flow with, with, this, with this career. But I'd say in terms of if you don't have something like that, having sort of a, a plan in place that can just help you alleviate some of that stress. But that, that was a huge challenge. And we would go to um, women's networking groups uh, that they would put on, which were great. We could just hear the women talk about different things in a safe space. And they would carry all of those um, that feedback to the higher ups and they'd hear it and they'd really hear it. They'd, they'd work to try and help us alleviate some problems that we saw as as a female versus male in the workforce where it's like, I'm thinking about laundry and I have to order Costco food and I have to schedule the kids' dentist appointments. I think I, I, think I canceled um, the oldest dentist, our oldest son, his dentist appointment like two or three times. And then I, I brought that up in a meeting and it was like, I, I can't, how do I... Get my get kid to, to my, the dentist. Yeah, like, just I, get him there. Exactly. Like, I even made yeah, the appointments, yeah. but... I can't actually go when I have an appointment. <laughs> yeah, and, and basically it was a simple answer of like communication and coming down, asking for help, which I think as, as females, I don't wanna like, you know, I'm sure males do it too, but a lot of females won't ask for help right. in terms of like family and lifestyle. And so it was like, oh yeah, I have a team. I have other colleagues. I could yeah. put it in the calendar and just say, don't call me for this two hours. And so I started doing that. I started just blocking off time where it was like, Tanya unavailable mm -hmm. and and that's it and then sure enough they were like okay yeah we'll respect that and yeah it wasn't anything that um, I was just creating it mm -hmm. in my head it's they were there to help the whole time so what a good life lesson though like I, I think I'm still yeah. learning that asking for help and yeah it's a tough do, one but. I'd say if I was like to interview on jobs any anymore switch positions if they you know it's like what are your weaknesses uh, asking for help mm -hmm. probably yeah, yeah. uh-huh but that was the biggest challenge to go back to the beginning was um, basically work-life balance and asking for help. And um, But those are all lessons learned along the way. Um, it actually kind of segues into the next question that I had for you, which is um, 
just, I guess you just gave a couple of great tips in how you are managing and how you like had to go through some maybe more difficult times, not difficult, but you know, some things you had to navigate mm -hmm. early on and find your own way. Are the, do you feel like, I mean, just again, like you have a husband that you need to prioritize and spend time with. Right. You have three kiddos that it's not just about getting them to the dentist appointments. It's like, you want to actually spend some quality time right. with them. Um, and so just in, in, and you still teach yoga. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, and so I think that's a great one. Ask for help and like block off, just block off your calendar. It's okay. It's okay mm -hmm. to block off your calendar. Yeah. If you have something to do yeah. in the middle of the day, like obviously don't take advantage of it, but if you need to do it. I and know. We all I felt do. so afraid mm -hmm. to do yeah. that. And yeah. I honestly didn't even think about doing it. Until yeah. they said, just block off your calendar. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, now that seems That's like a option. stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, again, you know, we've been saying this, but not to generalize. But I, it, I think that is just innately women, right? It's like, mm -hmm. no, we've been trained to do it all, think we can do it all, practice doing it all. So then the yeah. thought of even somebody else trying right, yeah. <laughs> to help us is so foreign. It's, yeah. I, I mean... It's hilarious that you didn't think of that, but I'm like, I also would never, I didn't think of that either until yeah. way later in my career when, you know, I have had managers in the past or whoever, like, mm -hmm. we can help you. Like, oh, you need to take yeah. a half day to get your dog right. groomed or whatever? Like, great. Like, yeah. That's you what they get paid on your for. Phone, yeah. Like, figure it out, you know? And uh -huh. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we're just so used to multitasking. Mm -hmm. And I actually really like it. If I don't, I mean, I don't love it but you know you have the lists in your head going round and round and round and then I write it down and I like you know crossing it off and mm -hmm. so you know if it's like I'm sitting around and I don't have anything to do that's weird so <laughs> I mean everyone needs a little bit of a break but at the same time it's like oh what do I do with myself now if like my husband has the kids and he went out on a walk for some reason I'm home it's like this is really strange mm -hmm. so weird but yeah you just <laughs> adapt I guess but yeah. Um, um, so the question really was like, do you have <laughs> yeah. anything else like that? I mean, I think that's such a great one. So we can also just move on. But if there's anything else that you feel like that's been helpful, um, in, you know, just managing everything and yeah. even like you even also added an Iron Man. Yes. So you yeah. don't have to, you're not sitting at home going, this is weird. What do I do? Oh, he went for a walk because yeah. I'm going to go train. Exactly. Yes. That's most likely what would have happened. Yes, yes, yes. So um, other than waking up early and blocking off your calendar sometimes, how else are you balancing yeah. all of this? Um, I don't know. I'd say in terms of just, uh, I think it's every single day, just day by day and being present. So going back to teaching yoga, I, I love to just tell my students every single day and we have to remind ourselves to stay present and stay in the moment, which is so hard because our mind is most of the time just wandering off into 30 different directions. But I'd say in terms of just holding everything together and, and the work-life balance and just getting through the day-to-day, -day, it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to think about next week right now or next month and sure if we have to plan a trip or something yes you want to yeah. do that but but in terms of things that are going on next week I just think okay well what's tomorrow what do I have to what do I have to get done tomorrow and how do I be successful tomorrow and reach this customer tomorrow and make sure I pick up the kids from school tomorrow and do all that and then the next day will come so I'd say um going back to uh 
teaching would be also like a reminder to just stay present and that's kind of I mean it seems so simple I guess but we tend to just overwhelm ourselves oh I spin um, out of control on the next six months all yeah, the time so yeah. <laughs> that is definitely something that I yeah, need to hear <laughs> it's tough it's tough so um yeah that I think that'd be a little nugget to take take moving forward in terms of just working or your lifestyle or both together and yeah so at the end of all of our podcasts we do like to have our guests just leave our listeners with a challenge um just something to maybe think differently about as they go into their week and so we just would love to hear you know what your challenge would be for our listeners yeah it's going back to just being present and trying to do day by day versus biting off a big chunk and we do it every single day I find myself every single day saying oh okay I need to I need to uh think of my calendar three or four months out and then start doing and then I kind of get away from it and then I've taken away from like the pleasure of my day I'm in Mm -hmm. or or you know hanging out with the kids when I'm trying to like make lists or something it's like oh I should just be here with them like playing tea party instead of trying to figure out my entire life in one day. So I'd say that challenge is basically like, how can we always stay present and try and kind of remind ourselves and go back to that? So it's a tough one. It's hard. Totally is. Very hard. It's a good one though. It's a great one. Thank you. I'm very inspired. Yeah, thank you. I hope that our <laughs> listeners will be too. I know, I know they will be. So yes. thank you for giving yeah, us thank your time you. today and for just sharing. Um, I think that's sure. the whole goal, goal of this too is just, sharing what are we all doing how are we all doing it thank you for listening to all the ways to be a woman we're so glad you're joining us for real conversations celebrating real women if you have ideas about what you'd like to hear on future podcasts have questions about something we talked about today or have a product or event you want advertised email us at all the ways to be a woman at gmail.com